Have you ever found yourself struggling to understand your own emotions or connect with others on a deeper level? You're not alone because today we'll be unraveling the mysteries of emotional intelligence, shedding light on the signs that might be holding you back and offering valuable strategies to boost your EQ. Hold your coffee, guys, because it's going to be a good one. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Candidly with Coffee. Guess what day it is by the time they're listening to this. Is it Friday already? Happy Friday. Oh, Friday is my favorite episode. Yep. My favorite episode of the week you is know here. Why? It's one more day closer to cheat day. I know, and we're going... Or meal. And we're going to uh, La Taqueria. La Taqueria, San yes. Francisco, California, my hometown. Yes, we are. Let me get myself situated here. We're still. I'm still getting used to the vibe. Neither of us have coffee. Damn, we don't. <laughs> we rushed over to do this early, and we didn't grab coffee in the way. No coffee. I don't even have water. This is this is torture. I don't, I don't know about these work conditions. <laughs> nah, we'll be all right. We'll survive. At least it's early in the morning. <laughs> oh, my goodness, you guys. We are back. With another episode, and thank you so much for all of the love on our last episode. I honestly, we, we've gotten so much good feedback, and so yeah. it just makes me feel good. And I think everyone, for the most part, everyone's loving this new setup. Obviously, we're facing each other now and not you guys, but we still talk to you guys right here. Don't worry. Yes, we do. Don't worry. We still talk to you guys, and we will still communicate with you guys. And speaking about talking to you guys, we have a live YouTube episode planned for tonight at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Yes. And we will be facing you guys. We're going to be in a different scene in the studio. So you guys will get to check that out firsthand. And we will be talking to you guys because that episode is for you and to ask questions and interact with us in the chat. So head over to our YouTube channel and hit the notify button so that you get notified when we're live. Yep. I'm excited. We'll, we'll see you guys Friday. Well, tonight. Oh, tonight. <laughs> you know what I was thinking that reminds me of? Because it's totally different setup. So the live episode and the way in the scene where we do that, the chairs, it's like Peach Pit After Dark. Do you remember uh, Beverly Hills 90210, the show? Yeah. They had Peach Pit, which was their hangout place. And that was like a cafe, like hangout. It was a diner. And then they opened up a nightclub and it was called Peach Pit After Dark. And it was like part of the diner. Damn, I don't remember that. No? Mm -mm. Oh, I was like I a big that. time fan. Big you're, time. You're probably over, uh, what do you call it? Over the top kind of fan though. You probably watched everything. Yeah. No. Yeah. I watched the show. It was good. You mean every episode? For the most part, yeah, yes. Yeah, I, I, I did. mean, I watched. Yeah. This light. So anyways, that's what it's like. That's like our candidly with coffee after dark. Yeah. Because 5 p.m. Pacific time for us is pretty late. That is late. For us. That's yeah. late. Friday yeah. evening. We're usually winding down or probably going out to eat something. Yeah. We'll go out to dinner afterwards. That'll be like date night. Yep. Date night. I want to give a little shout out to my client for accurately diagnosing me as a pajama file. She said she saw this post and it instantly thought of me it says a person who must put their pjs on the second they get home otherwise they will never be comfy yes <laughs> you run to your room and you put your pjs on. no you know, 
Superman goes in that <laughs> phone booth. I goes, wish Phew. I could do that. You do that. I do it too, though. You do. Sometimes you like to beat me. It's a race. Yeah. So sometimes, you guys, we will come home from dinner, and it's almost like we race to see who could get comfortable the fastest. And when you beat me, you're like, you gloat about it. I'm faster than you. Yeah. But sometimes I actually start undressing in the car. I'll like unbutton my pants, unbuckle my <laughs> shoes. Yeah. See, you do that before too. <laughs> it's weird. It's like an addiction. I have get to get home be, and get comfortable. And I don't care what time it is. If I'm not, if I'm done for the day, it's pajama time. Yeah. It's pajama time. That's so it. I am a certified pajama file for sure. All right, you guys, the hot coffee topic is this, the new face of 60 years old. She looks freaking amazing at 60. I'll be honest with you. I'm be 49 years old. If I was a single man and I met her and she didn't tell me her age and I found out later on, I would date her still. Yeah. She looks hot. Yeah. So take it from me. She looks, she looks and not good. just on the cover of the magazine. Like she just looks, she takes really good care of herself and looks really good. I actually read the article and she said she got completely rejuvenated in her 50s. And do you want to know why? Why? Because at 52 years old, she finally started taking HRT. For the longest time, she didn't do it because she was scared of cancer because she has cancer in her family. I think her sister had cancer. Her mom had cancer. And because of that study in the 90s yeah. that women were getting cancer because of HRT, which that study has been debunked. The study was because they were prescribing estrogen without the progesterone. Oh. And that's what was causing it. Like you're not supposed to take one hormone without the other. You have to have a balance or something like that. I do not want to misspeak because I'm not an expert. But... There was a lot of a lot of rumors about it causing cancer, so a lot of people opted not to take the hormones. And it literally, like when we, especially when you go into early menopause, like in your forties, so many things happen, and you don't even realize all the things because it gradually happens. So you just think it's normal. Yeah. But so many things happen, and you don't even realize that it's because of your hormones. Yeah. So it's like. I, I mean, I, I firsthand witnessed it on you look like a totally different, not just your body changing, but just your energy, just My everything about energy, you. I, I you, you have a different, you have a different pep to your step. Your energy is different. Your glow is different. I have more energy. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Some of the things I need to do an HRT episode. And you're four. sleeping like a champ, man. Yeah. I need to do an episode four because there's been more things that I'm <clears> realizing <throat> that have improved drastically. One of them being my anxiety. That's right. You really don't have no anxiety. My anxiety. Neither do I. Even my like social anxiety. Yeah. And like my, I can't even describe it, but like even my just inhibitions or whatever, like they're, it has, and the only thing that's changed is the. What about your thinking? Any negative thoughts? Anything weird like that? Just better. Everything has been better. I didn't wow. realize how bad my mood was impacted. Yeah. Until I started taking the HRT. It could be one of two things. And it's probably both. It's because they coincide. I started taking HRT when I went no contact with my dad. Yeah. So I started okay. doing both at the same time. Okay. 
And <clears throat> I think they both contributed to it, but I didn't realize how much the biggest impact for me physically. Why do you keep quenching? You're gonna like you're gonna punch my hands somebody. Are cold. No, okay. my hands. I'm trying to warm them up. They're cold. <laughs> I'm like, I'm I took scared. A, I took a freezing cold shower this morning for five <laughs> He's minutes, got you guys. Mu Muay Thai on his knuckles and he keeps clenching them and No, because my hands are cold. I'm not wearing gloves. <laughs> and anyways, see what I mean? You are the bigger diva because I'm not my hands aren't too cold. Did you take a five-minute cold shower this morning? You don't think you're, cold water? You don't think you're warm up from no, the... Probably not. I'm trying to warm up. Anyway, so I'm not sure exactly, but the biggest impact I think for me so far has been that mood and sleep. My sleep is like incredible. Yeah, you be chopping wood sometimes at night. I can't tell you guys enough. I cannot. If you are out there and you are a woman and you're in menopause... Even if you think you're good, you're probably not. You're nope. just used to being bad. That's same, the thing. Same thing with these dudes. Arrogant, cocky. Like, bro, if you're not feeling good, something's not feeling good, get your goddamn blood work done. Stop being arrogant. Yeah. And even you're probably if you, in menopause yourself. Your testosterone's probably low and your estrogen yeah. is high and you're feeling like shit. You're not supposed to feel that way. And why, though? It's We only have one life. Because people are arrogant. They're idiots. They don't so want to pay I, attention. If I, I can, like make my 40s and 50s that much better by exactly. taking some hormones why wouldn't i do that there's other things that that there's a risks are attributed to it but people still do it you know what i mean yes but that is like a guarantee gonna be life improvement yep look at her yeah look at her she's sexy as hell six she, years old look at that she's banging yeah. She, that's goals. Come on. Okay. For me. She's bad. And I, and she's talked about, they said, well, is there some smoking gun? Like, how do you keep your body right or whatever? And you know what she said? Balance and moderation. She goes, yeah. I just, I have, I enjoy myself in moderation. I have balance. I've always, I move my body. There's no, oh my God, I do this diet or that diet. I Everyone know. wants to know like how. You know why? Because celebrities have this, they always have this special, I went on this diet. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, and then it blows up because everybody yes. thinks, oh, I ate like Gwyneth Paltrow for 30 days and this is what happened to my body. That stuff is just dumb. It is. It's okay, not sustainable. Like, like Victoria Beckham, she yeah. literally has a very non-sustainable lifestyle. She eats fish and vegetables for every single meal of her life. Yeah. Fish and veggies, steamed veggies and fish. That's it. She's going to break eventually. She's going to get sick of it. And she's very, I don't think so. I think she, that's just part of her life is fish and veggies. Um, before we get too far, guys, though, I want you to please subscribe to this channel if you're not already subscribed. Follow us on our candidly underscore with coffee Instagram and yeah, just support us. Comment. We love to have we love to interact with you guys in the comments for always, sure. Always pipe back. To that you. is the best. And even if we don't feature them here, we're common. We're, I, I didn't get to the comments this morning, but. Rest assured, I will answer all of your comments. I, I get to all of them. I really do. I, at least I try. At least I try. Okay, we're moving on. We have no hold my coffee, and I'm not going to look for hold my coffee because I'm not trying to invite toxicity into my life. So we yeah. are going to pass right over that and go right on to comment corner. Comment corner. Our first comment comes to us from Julie Caselli Sanchez, 8574. So happy for you both. Congrats on the new studio and ongoing success. I started following you on your IG accounts, then got hooked on your Christmas vlogs. I decided to give your podcast a listen. I never really liked any podcast enough to follow. Now I listen to you all the time. My husband and I have always worked on our health and fitness and currently fighting all the things that come with age, including 
menopause, hypothyroidism, and menopause. Yes. I have never let it win and continue to work on my fitness and health. Needless to say, your content is extremely relatable and inspiring. You guys are awesome. Ignore all the haters and trolls. Keep keeping it real. By the way, our favorite Mr. E quote is looking like a busted can of beans. Hey. Which cracks me up. I'm going to trademark that. Where did you get that? I don't know where the hell I heard it at. I heard it from somebody like else. What too. is a busted can of beans? You mean, what is a busted can of beans? I heard it somewhere and I just ran with it. Yeah, because you've been saying that for a long time. I guess a busted can of beans. You open up a can of beans and it's busted. <laughs> the beans are spilling, spilling out. out. Yeah, your beans are spilling out. Oh, It's like my. your fat gut spilling out. It's the truth. Is that what that means? Busted yeah. can of beans? Yeah, you just look busted. The, it's just, I don't, I don't know why. I've never heard anybody else say that. Except yeah. for you. And it makes me laugh every time you say it. These men these days. It looks like busted cannabis. All right. We're moving on to Cecilia Bella Lucia, 4582. Italiana. Yeah, definitely Italiana, right? Watching you both on the way to school. I just started nursing school, so squeezing y'all's videos in when I can. Uncle Mike looking swole, okay? LOL, mm. you both look awesome. Love the new space. Feel like I'm sitting there with y'all listening. Thanks for the quote of the year as I embark on my nursing journey. Create the man or woman you admire and share that with the world. That is beautiful. As always, thank you both for all you do. Awesome quote from Wes Watson, yes. which you use quite frequently. Yes, because in order to be a coach, you got to look the part. We always talk about this. Mm -hmm. So you have to create that person that you admire. And then so that you can then become that person that others admire. Yes. Yeah. Give it to the world. Look at what I did. Yeah. You could do the same. Yeah. Let's flip that switch. For sure. Flip the switch. It's all about flipping the switch. Yes. All right. Next one comes to us from the Jennifer Pequeño. Another great episode or Pequeño. How would how do you think? Pequeño. Oh, no, Pequeño. Pequeño. Loving the new layout and your sound is perfect. I have a topic that may be good to hit on emotional intelligence and the link to having high emotional intelligence versus low emotional intelligence and accomplishing your goals. As always, thanks for sharing with us. I loved this question because I never really gave it much thought, honestly emotional intelligence. And so I thought, wow, let's like kind of dive deeper into that. So this is why I love comment corner, you guys, because you guys help us have things to talk about. Topics, yeah. Do you, are you familiar with emotional intelligence and what it means really? Not a whole lot. There's, I go on instinct, I guess. It's a tricky one. Emotional intelligence. Yeah. So emotional, <laughs> there's emotional intelligence and there's IQ. So there's like book smarts. There's yes. IQ and there's yes. EQ. EQ yes. is emotional intelligence. IQ is like brain type. Brainiac. Yeah, yep. brainiac. You? I don't know. I don't think I'm very, I, I don't know. This is very interesting. Low emotional intelligence is some someone with low emotional intelligence is not self-aware. They can't irregulate emotional emotions. They have they lack motivation, they lack empathy, and they lack social skills. Those are some qualities of low emotional intelligence. Now, the thing about emotional intelligence is it can be improved. And you can have some areas that you struggle in and be stronger in others. So it's not like a all encompassing. You're not you're low in emotional intelligence and that's it. You might be yeah. low in some areas because yeah, I yeah. definitely am low in some areas. This kind of was good to to do this on because it made me realize areas that I need to focus on. So low emotional intelligence, they're aggressing, demanding, e demanding, egotistical, bossy. They can be confrontational. 
glib, selfish, impulsive, resistance to change, passive, unresponsive, critical, picky, fussy, perfection, perfectionistic. Those are some categories of low. So then to put it into perspective, <sighs> some famous leaders with low EQ. And you know what I realized is I feel like people with low EQ could be they are can be narcissistic. Like it's usually yeah, a narcissistic yeah. person has low emotional intelligence. 100%. But not all people with low emotional intelligence are narcissistic. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I never gave it much thought, honestly, so, ever. It's the first time I've even seen this Maybe list. if you think about it, so if we put it in a perspective of some famous leaders that have low EQ, Steve Jobs, he was known to have low emotional intelligence because he had wild emotional mood swings and was perceived as arrogant and narcissistic. Wow. Makes so, sense. Yeah. Jeff Bezos, in some regard... It has been known to have low emotional intelligence, not quite as extreme. He's not, he's more regulated in his emotions, but he lacks empathy and he's very systematic in the, his processes. It's the culture at Amazon. They're yeah. very systematic. Yep. They don't take into consideration like humans. No, they don't. They're very system oriented. And they've been, we've heard how bad their work conditions are too. Right, because they treat you like a, a, a number. You have a, a number. Yes. You're not even known by a name. Your you son have, worked for them. Yeah, and you have and an employee he number. He told us like what it was like in there. Yeah, I wonder if anyone, do you guys know if someone who works at Amazon, comment below what the culture is like there. Yeah. Um, Mark Zuckerberg has also been known to have low emotional intelligence, but he's improved upon it from what I've from what I've read. Like he's he does, um, it's something that he's gotten better at. You know why? You practice martial arts now. He's a lover of MMA and jiu-jitsu. You think that helped? I think... It helps you control your emotions. I think competing now, doing jiu-jitsu, training something that humbled him, something that he wasn't good at, he's getting better at and loving the game and understand how hard it is, it's humbling him. It's changing him to a different person, I think yes. so too, but I also... I, don't you think that it helps you learn to control your emotions 100%. when you're a fighter? Yes, you're a confident person. If you don't have confidence before that and you start learning how to the art of fighting and you're really getting good at it, yeah. It levels your confidence level up. But not even confidence. Controlling your emotions. What that I too. mean by controlling your emotions yes. is channeling anger and being calm yes. when you're angry. Yes. Because an angry fighter is not a good fighter. No. It's they, the worst. They go wild, wild and out That's and they get the, caught with a cheap that shot. That is the number one rule is never fight angry. Mm -hmm. You got to fight calm like it's another day in the office. Yeah, that's why I think Always. that that's probably that's interesting because what I read was he initially had low emotional intelligence, but it's been improved. Another person famously famous with Let me guess. guess Elon Musk. No, oh, Donald Trump. Yeah. Donald Trump for sure because he's, he's, he's inflammatory he's he's inflammatory he gets triggered very easily. Yeah, when you get triggered easily. That means you don't have control of your emotions. That is a strong characteristic of low EQ. But research also links alcohol dependence and other substance use disorders to lower emotional intelligence. The link can go both ways, though. So you can have, if you have low emotional intelligence, you can be more likely to become an alcoholic or a drug addict. But you could also become an alcohol and drug addict and become have low emotional intelligence because of it. So it goes both ways. I hope that makes sense. Do you know someone with who, who you would consider low emotional intelligence? No, because I haven't given it much thought at all. 
ever. I was thinking for you, actually. I was thinking, what about your former boss at... I have a sneeze. You lost it? I lost it. Okay, your former boss at 24-Hour Fitness. Remember that guy at the Curtin or 24-Hour Fitness? I feel like he had emotional... Kendrick? He was... Nope. It was the guy you went head to head with him. Maybe not the Kurtner one. It, you left to Kurtner because of him. Oh, that guy. former military dude. Yes. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Yeah, that he, dude. Yeah, I think Damn. I feel like he had I, his I can't tendencies. Remember his name. I don't know because oh, yeah. see, he didn't even make a lasting impression. No, no he ended up getting the boot and everything later on. The yes. entire, listen, I've been far removed from there now, so I can talk about it. The entire executive staff at Netflix, low emotional intelligence. Big time. Big time. And you used to irk me about them. Is we'd be laying in bed, 10 at something at night, and your former boss, I don't know his name, you know, it's not my business, mm-hmm. I never got any business, yeah. emailing you at night. Like, what are you doing emailing somebody yeah, at nighttime? Like 11 or 12 like, at like night? This, this woman has kids, she has a man at home, what are you doing? They just had, they didn't have, they lacked self-awareness, yes. they were very arrogant there, yes. they had this like cutthroat, just cutthroat attitude for everybody there, and- yep. That was actually one of the things that was like I was dinged for on my reviews was that I didn't respond quickly enough to after hours emails. I'm like, what the hell? So you check my email every five minutes. Yeah. But here's the thing. So I just named off a bunch of like very successful companies and people that have low emotional intelligence. So is that something you should strive for? No. I named off like 1%, less than a fraction of 1% of the population. And you're actually better off and you're going to be more successful in life if you strive to improve your emotional intelligence. I feel like people too, probably not as much with women, but with men, guys who have money or wealthy or well off, they got this arrogance and cockiness about them because they have money, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of them have that. They don't, don't realize they're how... How bad their intelligence and emotional intelligence are, you know? They get a little arrogance about them. Yeah. Like yeah. they need to be humbled. I always say you need to be humbled, man. Take that away. I always say take their, their riches and their wealth away and watch the man they become crumble. They will crumble. So, Confidence gone, everything. It's no, all it's false. True. They <clears> all rely on their wallet. So the the main components of emotional intelligence are number one, self-awareness. So the self-awareness is the ability to recognize and understand one's own emotions, strength, weaknesses, values, and motives. It's so important to be self-aware and, yes. and be like honest with yourself about where you are, where your strengths and what are your weaknesses and not be arrogant to think that you have no weaknesses. Oh, we all do. <clears throat> but people that are, have low emotional intelligence, like you said, they tend to be cocky and arrogant. Yep. Yep. And that's one thing. Self-regulation. This is a big one. I think that this is something that you have struggled with, but have gotten better. And it's self-regulation. It's the capacity to manage and regulate one's emotions, impulses, and reactions. This includes staying calm under pressure, controlling anger, and adapting to changing circumstances. And then I wrote tantrums. To me, it's like a, a someone who has tantrums. And some people have a tantrums as adults. Donald Trump has tantrums. Yes, he does. Steve Jobs famously had tantrums. Yep. And ta- so basically like tantrums is a form of not being able to self-regulate, but it's something that you can improve upon. And like you said, I think that as you got into, for one, I think removing substances is helping you learn to control your emotions. 100%, for sure. Because you, you lacked self-regulation under any substance. I was way snappy when I was younger. But think about what I was doing younger. I was do- drinking, doing drugs, mm-hmm. lack of sleep. Diet was poor. Right. Everything was off. I think that, so this is an area too, I feel like I have improved on too. 
Um, we're all still a work in progress, for Always. sure. But it's something, if you can look at these things that I'm talking about and think, pick one and think which one is your weakness and focus on working on that one, I think that you can be better off for it. It does impact your ability to reach your goals if you have low emotional intelligence. But self-regulation is something I think I've gotten better at. I also do feel that HRT has helped because it helps with your mood. And I also feel that that my that no alcohol has made an impact. Yeah. And I see here's the big mistake I made about alcohol. I thought that alcohol was only impacting me the day that I drank and maybe the day after. I didn't realize that it had a bigger impact beyond the day that you drink. A lot of people don't know that. I think that's the biggest mistake. People, social drinkers, people who are not alcoholics, who don't feel like they need to quit because they just feel like it's only impacting them for, say, 24 hours. Yeah. That's the biggest revelation I've had is it impacted yeah. me more than that. Oh, yeah. And there's studies that show that. Nowadays. I feel like overall, I guess there's this third thing. I was talking about the three things that in my life I've changed recently. That's the third thing. So the HRT, no contact with my narcissistic father. Yes. And no alcohol. I feel like my stress levels, even though my workload doubled. Yeah. Yep. Very True. stressful. Deadlines. Very much under the gun. So much going on. Getting the studio together was stressful for you. But why am I managing it? It's because those other things were contributing to excess cortisol and it was tipping me over the edge. Exactly. People don't realize that. Yeah. So you, what are you doing? You're sleeping better. So you have good rest to be able to do these. You know way you could do double the workload and sleep the way you used to sleep. No. So it's crazy how, and it's cool how like emotional intelligence and these types of things are dynamic. So they can change. They can get worse and better. But if you're aware, you can constantly work on improving them and it will improve your life and it will make it easier to set and achieve goals. I set a lot of aggressive goals in the month of December and I've been achieving them and meeting deadlines. Yeah. But you always say this, sometimes you got to push yourself into the corner, very uncomfortable, and you got to rise to the occasion. Mm -hmm. Like this studio, I could tell in the beginning, we're talking about it, getting ideas, and then when it started coming together, this, that, I could tell you're somewhat anxious, I guess. Yeah, of course. You have some self-doubt there. But it started to, I was able to push through it. Yeah. And I did push through it. That's another thing you got to do. And I yes. think a big thing with strengthening and increasing your emotional intelligence is doing the hard things. Like we've yep. talked about, it's a continual theme. Yes. That's why this was a good topic because they're not separate topics. They're all related. Exactly. It all comes back to this. Yes. Everything comes oh, back to this course. regardless. So another thing is motivation. This is a big one in terms of low emotional intelligence and failing to reach your weight loss goals or stick to a program because someone who is high emotional intelligence is that they have the drive to pursue goals with energy and persistence, even in the face of setbacks. Motivated individuals are often more resilient and focused on long-term objectives. So if you are struggling, if, you, if your EQ is struggling and this is your weakness, this right here is going to prevent you from reaching your goals because the minute you hit a wall, it's that all or nothing mindset that we talked about. Yep. You're going to just throw in the towel instead of pushing through and, and going through regardless, dusting yourself off when you have a setback and keep going. And if you are somebody that has the all or nothing mindset and you think that you have really high emotional intelligence, you got to rethink it because 
You don't. You're missing a major component to emotional intelligence, and that is motivation. So this next one is a big one, and this is why I feel like for sure narcissists have low emotional intelligence. I think narcissists always have low emotional intelligence, but people with low emotional intelligence aren't always narcissists. I think that's the way it goes. But because empathy, the ability to understand and share the feelings of others, empathetic individuals can recognize and respond to the emotional needs of those around them. So do you lack empathy? That would mean that you have a low emotional intelligence. And this is an important one. I don't know how to even go about fixing lack of empathy for people. And do you know, how? do you feel like you have empathy? Of course I do. Yeah. I watch animal videos <laughs> on my phone of somebody like rescuing something. I was watching a koala video today. I swear to God, this little yeah. baby koala came up to this guy and was making sounds. And the guy was trying to, okay, I'm paying you. It's cute. And the koala kept looking up and they started walking away, like making more stuff follow me. Mm. Well, led it to his mother. His mother was entangled in wire. So he saved the mother. Oh, my gosh. How smart is that? That's what I, I was watching chills. today in the bathroom. I have chills. I was like, I love animals. That's why I love animals. They're, I do. They're smart in their own way. Yeah. So yeah. I get empathy, of course. I think that I wonder if animal lovers, that like that improves your empathy and your emotions and ability to connect and all of that. I believe so. Yes. Yes. And I think some people just don't have that in them, the empathy. Or when we went through the traumatic thing with your mother when she was... Mm-hmm. I felt that. Yeah, you felt it. It's like you felt my emotions. I felt every single, I felt like I was going through my mother's death all over again. Yeah. I felt every ounce of it. I felt yeah. all your guys' pain. Yeah, so that's, yeah, you definitely have empathy. And so the last one here, social skills. So the proficiency in managing relationships, communicating effectively, resolving conflicts, and building positive connections with others. I think that to be a good leader, to be a good coach and do what we do, you really do have to, have be have all of these be really good strengths because especially social skills this is an area that in terms of my personal life i feel like i lack in social skills and it's not and i don't know i've labeled myself an introvert before what i'm realizing is it's not an introvert i think i'm just sometimes i have a difficult time making allowing myself to make meaningful connections with people. Yeah. I think that it's not that I'm incapable. I just feel like I'm very guarded. Of course, you've been burned a lot. And But a lot of people have been burned and they keep getting, they allow them, they still crave the emotional connections and so they still do it again and again. But I struggle there. So I, I'm being self-aware. I'm being yeah. number one. I'm being self-aware. Yeah. I do struggle there. I do feel that in terms of but my business and with my clients and coaching, I don't struggle. It's specifically with my personal relationships. I put yeah. that on the back burner. It's, I feel like I have strong emotional connections with a very few, and I'm perfectly happy keeping it to be a very few because, yeah, I don't like that feeling of being being burned. So how do you develop emotional intelligence then? How do you get better? I think that it's important to identify the areas that are ailing you. Identify, start with one thing out of those things I just talked about. The most, the one that's you're the worst at and figure out like what you can do to help. And another characteristic of 
someone with low emotional intelligence, it's a lot of, it's a big time. I feel like society is filled with people with low emotional intelligence in this day and age. It has to do with people who do not understand that people have different opinions and views and life views and religions and political yep. views. Oh, if you don't and agree with them, they're all, they go against that you. That is a sign of low emotional intelligence. Yep, it is. I can break bread with people that have completely different views, that have a completely different religion. I can have conversations yep. like that is so ignorant for people to think that it's, it's, I call it the white Tesla. Like everybody, it's, oh, if you don't drive a white Tesla, then you're not like me, Part then the we club. can't be friends. Yeah, yes. You know what I mean? Because yes. I don't know how it is in your guys' area, but in California, oh the freeway, God, it's, it's, it's creepy. It's like the movie in that movie, actually. What's it called? In, in, it, end of day? Yeah. Or, it, yeah. I don't know. The end of the world. I don't know. The the Julia Roberts one on Netflix. Yeah. And they, all the white Teslas were crashed. I thought yes. that was very funny. because It's I, almost like they're mocking white Teslas. Yeah, because it's like herd mentality. Yes. It's also part cancel culture is a... Can't, if you are part of cancel culture, you have low emotional yes, intelligence. That is a sign because it means that somebody else did something that you gravely disagree with. And so therefore you feel like not only you're not going to consume their content or, or be a fan of them or whatever, but you want to rally this like mob mentality, other people yes. against them too. Like why? And I'm sorry I got something to say to that because I saw something on somebody's post today. Also, it's religion. You guys, listen, I don't push beliefs on nobody, but don't push church and beliefs onto me or religion because I hate that name. People get angry and they start preaching the word of God and the gospel, whatever the case Whatever it is, or whatever religion. It onto, yeah. yeah. I respect it. Whatever religion you are, that's you. Do right. you. All good. Don't push it onto us, though. I hate the arrogance of humans that they need to feel the need that they need to push their beliefs on other people. Yeah. And if you don't agree with her, you're not part of it. Oh, you're not a, a good person of humanity. You're like, not saved or whatever. Yeah. I just feel I'll like be. not ever, you have to be, I think that part of being emotionally intelligent is being respectful and knowing yes. that we're all different and yep. we have different views and we look yes. different and we yes. feel different and we act different. And yes. I feel a lot of times those people are very hypocritical too. Oh my goodness. It's terrible. So how do you develop emotional intelligence? Well, first of all, I wanted to go over some famous people with that are famously high emotional intelligence. So can you think of any? I think I have a list here somewhere. Oh, I have three people that are famous leaders with high EQ. Barack Obama, the 44th president of the United States, is often praised for his calm demeanor, empathy, and ability to connect with people from different backgrounds. His leadership style emphasized emotional intelligence, and he is known for his thoughtful and measured approach. Just his overall demeanor. He was a very calm president, too. Yeah, very, he, never, he never got a too high or too low. He was very even keeled. And yeah. he did connect with the people. And that's why he, he won the presidency, because he connected with the people. Exactly. Wasn't like, he wasn't even, uh, 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 let me say this. It's almost like he got lucky winning that, if that makes sense. He wasn't even like. Qualified? There you go. Yeah. I had a brain fart. Qualified almost. Yeah. It was a junior senator or something right. like that, they said. It wasn't even politics. But it was his, his ability to have those meaningful connections with yes. people, calm demeanor. Yes. You know, in the face of like scary things going on in the media or the world, he had this ability to keep people calm and not rile them up or get them scared or nervous. And that was, so yeah, that's a very, that's a sign of high emotional intelligence. Yep. Another one is Oprah Winfrey, a media mogul, Oprah Winfrey. She's celebrated for her emotional intelligence, particularly her ability to connect with her audience, her empathetic interviewing style 
and emphasis on understanding and sharing personal stories. So I get that. She definitely has that empathetic interview style and she makes you feel like you're her best friend. Like actually recently there was this, it went viral because Drew Barrymore was weird. She was interviewed by Oprah and she like was like caressing Oprah's hand and like getting real close, getting real close. And Oprah was fine with it. And now people like it went viral and people were like, oh my God, Oprah, you handled that so well, but how did you do that? And she was like, oh, it's fine. Like she didn't even trip on it. She goes, oh, it was fine. It was now this is where I'm thinking. So this is where I struggle because to me, I would have been petrified if somebody was in my um, uh, space like that. Like I struggle in that department. I don't even do that to you. And I'm your husband. I know. <laughs> I'm just we're like, really, I, we're both the same in that. I struggle. Would you, if I was six inches away, caressing your hand, talking to you about something important that happened to me, <laughs> you would look at me like, what the fuck who, are you doing? Who is this woman? She'd never done this in our marriage relationship. Not even that you would be annoyed. You'd be like, babe, get oh. off. Like, Back up. Give my space. Come on, I'm be a space honest. Person. You totally would. But you I see, am too. You see how I am in the grocery stores or I have that three foot rule. Like people yeah. get too close sometimes. Like, yo. Oh my God. That, so we were that, at that, Safeway oh like a week ago. And every time I moved my car up, the lady would get closer to me. She, w- I could hear and feel her breath on my shoulder. I was like, what is the, why are you so close? I even said it. I said, why are you so why, close? Why, yeah, why? Don't, but it's like yeah. she ignored me. Yeah. Back up. That's, oh my this God. is where my aggressive and confrontational will kick in See, right there. Okay. Yeah. I, I get like flames. I yeah, have to think about me. That's where I, I do like feel. I don't like people behind me. I don't like you too close. I don't know. It's because I've been in prison, but do not be behind me. I told the dude in the gym one time, I was waiting for a leg press machine. He was behind me. I got up. I said, hey, homie, <laughs> nothing against you, bro, but I don't like some. I don't like people behind me, bro. So can yeah. you please get from behind me? I don't like that. Like, go wait somewhere else. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It just it triggers me. It does but, trigger you. Yes, so it do does. you think that's something that you should work on, though? No, I don't like people behind me. <laughs> no, there's no reason for somebody to be behind me. Even if it means that would mean that's a hard one. Low- it, because again, from prison, you never have your back against people in case something. Kicks okay, off. here's something that then let's discuss something for a second. Let's take a break from that. And when you, the reason you smoked weed is because you told me it would keep you calm and you would smoke it and then you wouldn't be pent up and tense when we're driving and things like that. Yeah. When you stopped smoking weed, it was almost like, I almost felt like I needed armor to get in the car with you because it's so tense when you drive. When without that, like, especially in the beginning, as you're adjusting, do you feel like that's getting better? Yeah, because I was going through withdrawals. But do you still, but you definitely are still more tense than you were when you were smoking. Probably. Yeah. Do you try to think, you know what? I need to be calm. I'm not in a rut. Like we don't. Yeah, I do work on that's a daily thing I have to work on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I know sometimes like you're like. It's because I get annoyed with the drivers of California. I'm sorry, but. I'm driving, I'm looking frontward, backwards, sideways. Everybody's on their goddamn phone, so I have to be on defense all the time. And I always yeah. tell you, you got to be on defense. You have to be a defensive driver. Yeah. So, of course, anytime you're in a car moving fast, you're going to be tense. That's just natural human instinct. You're in a moving vehicle. Yeah, but I. what about times when we're not in a rush? We don't have an appointment or anything. Like, why can't you just chill? I don't know. I like to drive fast. I like to go sometimes I'm low. Like if someone's you're changing lanes a million times, like, let's just go with the flow of traffic. You don't have to be in the fastest lane at all times. I just like being in the left lane, being away from everybody. I'm one of those people. I like being away from people. 
That's just my personality. Yeah. I'm just saying, maybe it's something you should work on. That's why I, I try. I drive in the left lane, not in the middle. I don't want to be surrounded by cars. I go all the way to the left and I stay over here. I stay in my lane. That's what What do you guys think? Do you think it's something he should work on or just accept? I have to, I have to be careful aware of my blood pressure. So I feel like I, that's something that I'm working on that for myself because I think I'm pretty, I'm not too off the chain. I don't know. You tell me. Do I get too ignited too quickly sometimes? Yeah, it or depends. am I calm? Sometimes you do at home. Sometimes. Even your ton- your son will be chill out. And I hear it. I'm like laughing. I you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna say? I'm gonna go on a, a thing and say that's the why son, we call you out sometimes too. My son is someone who I would say has very high emotional intelligence. Yeah. He's very calm. Very. He's very th- I don't know. He's very, he has no problem connecting with people. He has good social skills. And it's like, I always have referred to him as an old soul. Yes. So I wonder if there's a connection there. If is me calling him an old soul is just an indicator that he has high emotional intelligence. Possibly. You know what I mean? He's very thought out. Doesn't rush into things. Yeah. So I I would think he moves at his speed. No one else's speed. Whereas Alyssa, I love you if you're listening, but she struggles in controlling her regulating emotions. Oh, yeah. And people that are high anxiety are would struggle with regulating emotions. And that would be something that they need to work on. And she famously had tantrums up until 12 oh, years yeah. old. Yeah. Till 12. I remember the, the last tantrum she had. And I was like, you're 12. Like, this is enough. And you go to your yeah. room and don't come out. I don't care if you're 18 years old by the time you walk out of that room, but you better be done with tantrums for good. And yeah. she, that was it. But what I didn't realize at the time was it really was anxiety. Yeah. She, and, and anxiety comes from having a hard time regulating the intense emotions that you feel. So if something happens where that fight or flight kicks in, and you then struggle regulating that feeling of the fight or flight because the fight or flight is normal. Everybody feels it, but some people yeah. are better at regulating that emotion that, than others. And I thought I labeled it as a tantrum, but it really was a form of anxiety for her. But either or, it still means that's an area that you work, you have to work on in regulating. And some people do that with medication. Some people do that with meditation. There's different things you can do. But Bill Gates was also famously known to have high emotional intelligence. He is recognized for his intelligence. He demonstrates both intellectual intelligence and emotional intelligence in his philanthropic efforts, his focus on addressing global issues and commitment to giving back, showcase a balanced and emotional intelligent approach to leadership. But wasn't he on the, was he on the flight, the yes, flight logs for Jeffrey Epstein? Yes, 100% confirmed. Yes, he was. 100% he went to that island. 100% his wife, one of the reasons why she divorced him because of that. Yeah. She came so out and said it. He so may I'm be emotionally intelligent, but he's maybe yeah. got some other stuff going yeah. on. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's confirmed. I don't know. Yeah, because not to get off topic, but was there any other interesting names that were on those flight logs? Besides the obvious that we knew were going to be on it. Clinton. Donald Trump. Allegedly Donald Trump. Yeah, he was him on there. But anyone else? Uh, oh, I saw, did I see Jimmy Kimmel? Prince Andrew? No, it wasn't. It wasn't confirmed. Jimmy Kimmel. Aaron Rodgers caught him on. They got into a big beef because of it. Oh, really? He's a whole, I said he said something like to the effects of or like something like I, I have a feeling Jimmy Kimmel's name is going to come out on that. Or oh, they've been going at it bad because Jimmy got offended. Bro. Allegedly, why would you? Yeah, because <laughs> people people are social media is crazy. They probably went in and called him a the p word and this and that and this and he felt the sting yeah. of it. So he went and did a skit last night or the other night about that. Oh. To Aaron Rodgers. 
So, yeah, they've been going back and forth a little bit. <clears throat> so research has shown that emotional intelligence is a better predictor of success than, inte- in, than intelligence, than like intellectual intelligence uh, or technical skills. Individuals with high EQ focus on the positive. They listen before making decisions. They admit mistakes, show empathy, and deal appropriately with negative emotions. So even though there's highly successful people that have low emotional intelligence, you should, that, that, like I said, that's less than 1% of the population. You would be more successful in your everyday life if you strive for, to improve your emotional intelligence. And yeah, so I don't know. Interesting. It's a very interesting topic. So what would you say of the things that you would actively work on? So out of self-awareness, self-regulation, motivation, empathy, and social skills, which one? Probably self-regulation, self-regulation. My emotions. Yeah. Because I got my mother's crazy emotions and I can go from zero to hundred like that. Yeah. So I, think, so I have that aggressive confrontational right there in me for sure. I think I need a social skills. Is it work in progress for me? I what feel, about that perfectionistic down at the bottom for you? Yeah, that's. No. Fussy, no. Picky. I, I don't, I don't know if picky. I'm perfectionistic. I'm more on the other side, detailed, careful, meticulous. That's true. I'm not really Me. critical. I don't know. I think my my biggest weakness here that I would say. Resistance to change? Nope. I'm, I've, I've been trying to change. I've gotten better with that. I, yeah. did, uh, I did definitely have resistance to change. and You're not bossy, so that's good. I'm not bossy because I don't like being bossed around. So what we, some things you can do is try new things, escape your comfort zone. So that's going to help you improve. Overcome resistance to change by experimenting with new activities. The more at ease you can be as a beginner, the better. This is going on what we've been talking about. You yep. do not have to have all the answers to pursue something, even though you're bad at it, or you probably will fail a few times. That is going to help you build all the things, mental fortitude, which leads to higher emotional intelligence as well. Reflect on your res- emotional responses to understanding the, and understanding them better. So when you do have an outburst, stop and think, okay, why did I feel like that? What triggered me? What can I do next time to have a better response? Because it doesn't feel good to, to freak out. Yeah, no. I've done that. I have to say, like, I've gotten Listen, better. The human body feels better when you're laughing, smiling, yeah. that kind of stuff, even having a good cry. I also feel like this is a good one. Listen actively to pe- to other people and notice their body language. Become very in tune. This is how you build empathy. It doesn't always come naturally to people, but if you struggle with empathy, you can train yourself to tune into other people's emotional states in conversation by actually listening, for one, because a lot of people, they don't actually listen when people are talking. No, they don't. Not only listening with your ears, with your eyes. Yes. Pay attention to their body language. I, I, I feel like, not to toot my own horn, but I'm good at this. I, I feel like my empathy is more of my strong suit, and I do feel like I can pick up on people's body language very easily and it tells me a lot like my brain computes a lot of things very quickly based on someone's body language i've 
I gave you an example yesterday, True. which we won't share. But yes, that I'll give you that. Yes, and so that is something not only listening to people with their ears, but also with your eyes, because their body language tells a lot, and that will help you to become more empathetic. Integrate compliments and criticism. Arrogant people only absorb external opinions if they're flattering. Insecure people, on the other hand, obsess over negative assessments, blowing them way out of proportion. Try to weigh both equally for a more realistic self-image since we all have strengths and weaknesses. This is a work in progress. I tend to be, I can be like that sometimes if someone has an opinion about me and I'm like, they don't know what they're talking about. This is like the whole hold my coffee segment. Yeah. But I try, I do stop and try to look at things from other people's perspectives. I make an attempt to do that because I'm trying to improve. Listen, we all have things we can work on. Yep. And so that is one I've gotten better at. We've asked you guys for opinions on our setup, on let us know if there's something feedback. Always. That's good. Opening ourselves up to vulnerability. Yes, it is. And I've definitely taken suggestions into account and be like, oh, wow, I never thought about that. Yeah, let me try that. Let me do this. Let me do that. That's emotional intelligence. And that's something, it's not always easy to take people's opinions and and I may not agree with all of them, but some, if you let yourself be open and even though you filled the little like punch in the gut at first, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Maybe that would be better. Don't be so close minded, be yes. open to other people. And this is something I, I recently told you this. Oh, and I'm going to leave you guys. Minded. I'll leave you guys with this. I feel like I've lacked growth or the ability to grow because I sometimes I put myself in the room where I'm the one always, I'm the coach, right? I'm always helping others. Yes. And I don't put myself in a position enough to where I'm the one being helped and being coached so that I can elevate yep. and learn. And it's a, it's an adjustment to be to go from always being the coach to being the one who's coached and getting critiques and taking yes. other people's advice. But that's how you grow. And that's what this year for me, is a growth year. I want to grow. I want to put myself in more positions where I'm uncomfortable yep. and vulnerable to actually listening to other people's advice and knowing I'm not the smartest person in the room and I have a lot to learn. And I think that's where my focus is going to be. 2024 is a breakout year breakout for me, year. but it's also a year of growth. Yep, exactly. All right, you guys, that is it for today's episode. I hope we see many of you on the live episode tonight, 5 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube. Let's have Candidly with Coffee after dark and have a good time. I'll see you then.